Hey, Annie Laser, welcome to the show. Hi, hello, how are you? Good, doing well. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem, of course. Now, you have one of the most incredible stories in all of swimming at the moment, I think, which is why I really wanted to speak with you. Uh, let me oh, try and summarize you. it real quick for you, okay? So, you're a good high school swimmer. You're a mm -hmm. good college swimmer. You go on to do a little bit of professional swimming and, and, and swim at the Olympic trials in 2016, and you have good results. And then it kind of ends, and then you, you kind of quit swimming and take mm -hmm. a year off. And then all of a sudden yeah. you decide to come back and two years out of the Olympics, you're one of the favorites for the gold medal. Like, how does that, <laughs> how does that happen? How do you go from being just a good swimmer, quitting swimming, and then coming back and being one of the favorites for gold in, in Tokyo? I, I just don't understand it. What's going on? Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'll, if I'm, if I'm being honest, um, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten the, that question a few times the last you know, the last year or so since my career has really taken off. And um, I, I still don't really have an answer. <laughs> um, you know, of course, uh, a, a lot of people might think it's um, like overnight success story because, you know, all of a sudden I just, you know, it kind of what really started maybe at Short Course Worlds in, in December of 2018, maybe a little over a year ago, um, that my, my career really took off um, when I kind of one out of nowhere a little bit wasn't really expected to win and then you know my long course career kind of followed suit a little bit and um you know just um so my career yeah my 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 career before then in high school and in college you know I was I was a good swimmer you know I wasn't you know the name that everyone was talking about specifically in my events you know I, I never won NCAAs I never won I I never won really anything where people you know recognize it as a huge accomplishment or a huge feat you know I won maybe yeah. one or two international medals but um you know yeah like you said I was good but I wasn't like that name that everyone knew you know what yeah. I mean so yeah. um you know going into uh trials in 2016 you know um obviously I was I was training at Auburn and um I had a great uh senior year campaign there the summer before I had my first international swimming experience um which was awesome so I kind of thought that I was, you know, really, really on track to, you know, at least have a really good shot to make the team. You know what I mean? I had just made my first national team the summer before. And mm. so, you know, being, being top five in the country, I was like, okay, you know, like I, I have a shot, like, why not? Like, let's go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure you remember, remember so, so well, you know, as, as much as I do, um, you know, just a couple months before I was, you know, trying to make the Olympic team, um, the only guy that, you know, I was really training with for a couple of years prior to that, um, took a head coaching job somewhere else. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I know you were there for that and, you know, I'm sure you can, you know, remember just as well as I do, just how crushed I was by that. Yeah. For and, sure. um, you know, it was, I, I just, you know, what I learned from that looking back now is, you know, going forward over the next couple months after that, you know, I think physically I was in the best shape possible to make the Olympic team. You know, I was training amazing. I was swimming great, you know, but you know, mentally after that happened, you know, I don't, I don't think I, I, I don't think I trusted myself enough, you mm -hmm. know, when that happened, you know, wow. it just made me realize like, you know, like, Hey, I'm the one that's, that's doing the work here. You know, like it's, you know, obviously coaches are amazing and coaches yeah. kind of give you that path and guide you. And, you know, they have so much more knowledge and experience than you do, but you know, 
you're the one doing the work. And, um, you know, I just, I just don't really think that I, I gave myself enough credit in that situation. And so, you know, like just moving forward, I think physically I was ready to make the team, but mentally I just, I just wasn't, I just kind of let myself, you know, kind of throw myself a little bit of a pity party. You know, I was like, oh, well, you know, this is over. Like, you know, everything that I've worked for, like, it's just coming crumbling down a couple months before, you know, trials and, and whatever. And and so, you know, I, I had decent results, but didn't swim my best there, didn't make the Olympic team and just kind of felt like, you know, in the months, you know, leading up to trials, like, you know, I, I kind of felt like swimming was kind of telling me it was time to be done, you know? Mm. So, so, and I was just, I was so crushed and so disappointed just with, you know, what had happened in the months leading up to it that I was like, you know what, like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I just, I need a break. You know, I need to do something else with my life. Like, you know, I'm just, I, I can't keep going on like this, just given like how much I thought I'd put into it, how much time I thought I put into it. And then just, you know, reacting the way that I did, um, you know, going into trials, just, you know, mentally, I just, I wasn't in the headspace to, to, you know, make the team. So with that being said, I, yeah, I, I took a year off and I, I never really like came out and said like, well, you know, I had a good run, but I'm retiring. You know, I just, I kind of just waned off of it a little bit. I so you never um, went you through know, the, the process or you never, you never went through the process of officially retiring. No, no, I never did. Um, but, um, you know, I just kind of decided like, let's just try some other things for a while. And, and I, you know, but over time, you know, I genuinely thought there was, there was a, a decent amount of time when I was retired that I, you know, I really thought that I was done. Like I was enjoying other parts of my life and, and, you know, was enjoying what, you know, life had to offer outside of this, outside of this sport, you know? So, um, so I, so I did that and, um, you know, but I still obviously really missed it. I'm a super competitive person and, um, you know, I, I thought about it a lot and, um, you know, I just had someone who, you know, I kind of looked up to when I was younger, give me some advice and just say like, you know, like, just, just give it a year, give it a year, give yourself like some time to like, be a person outside of this sport, find yourself outside of this sport. And if you really feel like, you know, you found that person, and you still feel like you want to go back to the sport and, and try it again, then you should. And I, at that point, I was kind of, you know, enjoying my enjoying my life outside of swimming. And, and I didn't really think I was ever going to come back. Um, but, you know, about a year rolled around and um, I got a really amazing job opportunity. And, um, you know, I kind of had to make that decision right there. And then it was kind of like, OK, you know, if I if I take this job opportunity, I, I can't swim again. Like, this is it. You know, so I how old you know, are you at this stage. Twenty two. Twenty two. So I had graduated from college. I'd been working for about a year and, um, and I kind of decided like, you know, if I'm thinking about this decision at all, then, you know, I've kind of already made the decision, you know, um, I, I didn't want to be the one that looked back in, you know, five years, 10 years wondering like, what if, you know, and I, and I, I came, when I came back to swimming, I, I didn't really have these goals of like, I'm going to, I'm going to make the Olympic team and like, let's, let's come back and let's, you know, I, I was, I was scared. It was so, so scary because, you know, professional swimming even three years ago, wasn't really what it is now, unless you were, you know, of course, like an Olympic medalist or, you know, a for sure spot, you know, on the national team or, or whatever it might be. So mm. coming back to swimming after not swimming for a year was, 
was petrifying. You know, you just, you get these thoughts of like, what are other people going to think of me? You know, like, this is so weird. Like, you know, I'm so out of shape. I haven't swum in a year, you know, like what, you know, how are people going to react to this? You know? So that was, that was something that, that kind of, you know, stuck in my brain for a really long time when I was, when I was starting to swim again, just, you know, how hard it was every day. And, you know, am I really going to get to where I want to get to? But, you know, sure enough, like after months and months and months of really hard work and getting back into shape and, you know, finding the right, the right program for me, you know, it kind of all just came together for me. And yeah, the last year or so has been, has been really rewarding and, and things have happened that I, that I never could have dreamed would have happened at this point. So, yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, you say months and months and months, but actually how was, how long was it between the time you started back and the time you won your world championship at, at the world short course championships? Um, so I think I really started to get into salon training, um, maybe September of 2017, I want to say. Um, and, uh, I really think that I didn't feel like back to my normal self until maybe like just before short course worlds, which was November, December of, of 2018. Mm. So it took a little over a year for me to really feel like I was kind of back to my, back to my competitive self. And, and, um, yeah, so I would say it was maybe about 14 months, 15 months or so. That's incredible. I mean, to go from all those doubts and all those fears and that uncertainty and just kind of taking a chance on yourself to, you know, 14, 15 months later, becoming a world champion. What is the process there? Like, how does that happen? You know, um, throughout those, throughout that year or so, um, the one thing that I really learned about myself is just like how to be patient with myself in the process. And like people say this all the time, but like it really, really taught me how to enjoy the process so much more. Um, You know, because when I first started swimming again, obviously I was nowhere near where I was, you know, the months leading up to Olympic trials in 2016, just, you know, a year and a half before that. So um, me being a really competitive person, I always want to get better and I always want to do better. And I always want to beat, you know, who I was, you know, before that, or be my best version of myself that day in the pool. But that just wasn't happening because, you know, I was still trying to get in shape, you know? So, um, so it really, really taught me how to be patient with myself. And it really taught me, you know, like, this is the best that you're giving today. And it might not be, you know, the same thing that you were doing a year and a half ago. Like swimming is such a, it's such a black and white sport sometimes, you know, a time is a time is a time. So when you're not going, the times even close to the times that you are going, you know, at one point in your life, you're, you're thinking like, am I ever going to get back to that? Like I'm going so slow right now. Am I, am I ever really going to get back to that place that I was at or is that gone forever? You know? So mm-hmm. there's just so many doubts in my mind and um, it really taught me patience with myself just to say like, okay, like this might not be where you were, you know, at the, you know, what I thought was at that point in time, the peak of my career, but you're doing better than you were this time last week or this time last month. So, you know, these are the things that I got better at today. And I can walk away saying that, like, I've taken one step forward, not, you know, not 50 steps behind where I was a year and a half ago, but I've taken two steps forward than where I was last week. Yeah. So it really, really taught me how to just be patient and how to, you know, just keep perspective and enjoy the process and, you know, 
really taught me like how to love the small parts of swimming because it's really hard to love the small parts of swimming because it's it's such a demanding sport and can sometimes just be can sometimes be kind of unforgiving just how much you how much you put into it and how much you give especially at that point in my career when I just you know I, I wasn't seeing very many benefits yet you know yeah incredible oh great great story great great uh listen for any young kid you know wanting to understand how to get to the next level and it's just patience really isn't it you know you've got to go through the ups mm-hmm. and downs right yeah but also of course just you know you can't just be sitting on your couch and being patient you got to you mm. got to make sure like you can you can lay your head down at night and say i'm doing everything i can do right now like i'm my body is giving everything it can give right now and i'm doing everything i can do to you know, replenish it and to make sure that it's at its best every day. And so if I'm doing that and I can tell myself I'm genuinely doing that, then, you know, that's all I can ask for right now. And it's, it's going to come. You just have to be patient. Yeah. Well, that's the next part of my question here too, is more exploration here of, of finding out who you are. You decide not only to come back to swimming, but put yourself in a situation where you go and train with probably the greatest female breaststroker in the history of our sport, right? Lily King out in yeah. Indiana. Um, what was the decision behind that? Why would you want to go and train every day with somebody who is the best at what they do? Yeah. I mean, so it was, it was definitely a, a, a scary decision just because, you know, and very humbling too, because you get there and you're like, wow, this girl's, you know, probably one of the best that's, you know, that's ever done it, you know, in what I do, like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna keep up with her every day? How am I gonna, you know, how am I going to do this training that I've never done before this grueling, really hard training that I've, I've never done before and yet do it next to someone who's, you know, going to be, you know, killing me all the time, you know? So I, you know, I just, I just thought that, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I, when I came back to the sport of swimming, I wanted to, I wanted to go into it and I wanted to leave it with no regrets at all. Um, come into it, just, just knowing that, you know, I've done, like I said, I've done everything I can do. I have no what ifs. I can look down the road 10 years from now, whenever, and say, I genuinely got everything that I could out of this sport. And I think making that move was, you know, obviously it's, it's done great things for me now, but making that move, you know, kind of was a testament to that, you know, saying like, okay, I, I'm putting myself in the position to be the best I can be by pairing myself up with, you know, the world record holder in one of the events that I swim, you know? So if I can do that, I, I can tell myself that I'm doing everything I can do. And if I can just, you know, be with her every day and, and learn from her and hopefully she can learn from me and our different perspectives on the sport and on, and on competitiveness and on, on racing and just the technicalities of the sport, you know, if, if I can do that, then, you know, who knows where it's going to take me? Like, let's just see, let's just see where this goes. Let's see how good I can get, you know? And so, um, I think that was a really big factor in it. Just, just being able to be, be here, you know, at IU and just knowing that, you know, I'm with the best every day. And so Mm. if I can, you know, if I can keep up with her, if I can be here, then, you know, who knows what I'm capable of, you know? Yeah. Incredible. So, kind of Cinderella story, fairy tale, you know, you become world champion within 15 months of going to Indiana and, and doing the training. So, you know, take us through what it, what, what, what type of training did you do? How did you 
specifically get there? Like you obviously did things that you've never done before there. So what are those things? Yeah. Um, I worked a lot on my, my weaknesses actually. (laughs) Um, uh, specifically, um, I do a lot more yards now. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my volume's a lot higher. Um, I do a lot of, you know, I would say I work hard, you know, bulk breaststroke training, maybe three times a week, sometimes four. I do, I do some lactate in there as well. Um, but the other, you know, six practices that I have every week is training that I am not good at. (laughs) Um, it's, um, it's definitely, I'm definitely not the first one to the wall every single day. Um, and I genuinely think that I was so over-focused on just doing things that I knew I was going to be great at. And I knew like going into specific practices that I knew that I was going to do really well and I was going to be great and not focusing as much on, you know, my weaknesses. And then I came here to IU and they put me in this group where I'm doing, you know, these threshold freestyle practices and like doing, you know, my, my yardage was significantly increased and, you know, it's just something that, you know, as a breaststroker who a lot of us can only really do breaststroke and that's kind of it. Um, <laughs> that was really hard for me. It was very humbling too, you know, mm, it was yeah. super humbling. I was like, wow, I, I have a lot that I can improve in. I have a lot that I can learn and just being around the coaching staff that I was around and, um, you know, also knowing like, Hey, like if this is what Lily's doing, like, you know, I can do it too. Or like, I should be doing it too, you know? So just having that, having that perspective and having that reassurance, even when, even when there were days where, you know, I was, I was dead last, (laughs) you know, I was not Mm -hmm. the fastest one in the pool. And so, um, that's kind of where the little stuff in my training has, has picked up a little bit. And so I feel like even if my weaknesses have gotten better by, you know, 15% or 20%, you know, doing those threshold practices, even though it's not breaststroke, like that'll help me finish a tuner breaststroke. You know what I mean? So I know, I know, you know, even though it's definitely not my favorite at the time and it's not anything race specific that I, that I'm working on at the time, I know that like where I can implement it in my race strategy later Mm. on. And so now I get behind the blocks and being so confident in the training that I'm doing and just knowing, you know, how I almost feel so like over-prepared now getting behind the blocks for either, you know, a hundred of breaststroke or a 200 of breaststroke feels, you know, it feels, it feels easy now, you know? So yeah. that's kind of where, you know, my training has really helped me. It's just given me so much confidence about, you know, like how much I've done and, and where I can go based on how much I've done. Yeah. Wow. So two things, what do you mean by bulk breaststroke and are you swimming breaststroke every single practice? So no. And that's also something that I think I've, I've changed a little bit. Um, I think I used to do breaststroke, um, a lot more throughout the week. Like I used to touch a little bit of breaststroke, mostly every practice. And, um, now I I really don't do that as much because, um, so I have breaststroke practices on Monday and Monday night and Thursday night. And then on Saturday morning, I do um, a decent amount of long course, 200 pace breaststroke, which is kind of more like my specialty. Mm. So um, on those breaststroke afternoons on Mondays and Fridays, we'll do probably, we'll, we'll kick some breaststroke. We'll do about, and it's, it's, everything is fast. There's no slow swimming after warm up. So it's all fast swimming, like all the time pace or fast kicking, pulling, swimming, um, underwater work, some definite, some hypoxic work, breaststrokes, a lot more 
hypoxic of a stroke than people think believe it to be because you're breathing every stroke. But if you want to swim a good tuna brush stroke, you want to be able to hit your line really well and be able to glide really well. So um, a lot more breath control work. Um, so in our brush stroke practices, we'll do about um, a thousand or so, give or take, of a fast brush stroke kick set. Then we'll do about a thousand to fifteen hundred or so of a fast brush stroke pulling set. So we put on a pull boy, um, a band or a black tube around our ankles and some paddles and we'll pull brush stroke. Mm. Um, and then we'll do a swimming set afterwards. And sometimes Monday we'll do some 200 pace work. And then on Thursdays we'll do some more hundred pace work. So I think that's helped me a little bit distinguish between, you know, improving my hundred as well as my 200, just kind of having, you know, the difference between those two practices has really helped me a lot. Um, and just having to kick, you know, all of that and then pull all of that. And then right after that, going into being, having to hit your 200 pace and having to hit your hundred pace. Um, it's really hard. And so, um, I'd say I do probably in those practices about three to 4,000 worth of breaststroke, which is, which is a lot. So, Mm. you know, for the rest of the week, you know, I don't really touch as much breaststroke because I've done 3000 the night before 4000 the night before and breaststroke's kind of a finicky stroke where you know if you overwork it you can get hurt so yeah. um you know so that's that's kind of i've i've kind of you know compartmentalized things a little bit more in my training um but then when it's time to when it's time to swim breaststroke it's time to swim fast so you know it's 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 definitely been nice to to have some practices where it's like okay like you know i know this isn't my strength right now but it's going to help me here and then when i get to breaststroke practice i say okay i know i've already kicked a thousand worth of fast swimming and I pulled a thousand worth of fast pulling, but you know, I got to hit 200 pace now. So if I can hit 200 pace now, it'll be super easy to do that when I get behind the blocks and I haven't done any fast swimming yet, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where the bulk training has been coming from. Yeah. Wow. Super cool. You know, when uh, you swam at Auburn with us and, and I just got to be around you on the pool deck and, and watching you in practice and then, watching the way that you approach races and, and your competitive um, style, you know, um, one of the things I always admired about you was your mental toughness. You know, um, you always were up to the challenge. You're always ready to throw down. You're always ready to compete. Um, I don't know if you ever really saw yourself as the best in the world. Now, since the world championship and, and taking the gold medal, do you now see yourself as the best swimmer in the world? Um, no, honestly, I, I still don't. Um, and I think the environment that I'm in has, has kind of really helped my mental game, honestly, just, you know, being around Olympic gold medalists all the time, being around, you know, someone who holds the world record in, you know, my second best event, you know, I, I, it's so, you know, it's very humbling to come back and, and, you know, even though I've, I've become a world champion and, you know, I had some great success in my long course swimming last year, you know, I come back and, you know, that's kind of the norm, <laughs> you know? So, um, I, I, you know, it's, it's just given me this kind of train of thought of, you know, okay, that was great. Let's celebrate it for a minute. What's next? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been, it's been really great to have coaches that think like that too. Um, you know, I, I have, I have a really great swim and they celebrate it for a second and then they say, okay, here's how we can, here's where we go from here. Here's how we get better from here. Like, let's reset these goals now. Let's, let's, let's rethink, you know, our, our train of, our train of path, our train of thought for this summer. You know what I mean? So it's been really nice to have coaches who will celebrate the good stuff when it happens, 
but then not, I think, I think dwelling on the good stuff when you are still hungry and you still want to be the best and you still want to get better. I think it's just as important as not dwelling on the bad stuff, you know, Mm. like you want to celebrate the good stuff and you want to celebrate those awesome moments that you've worked so hard for. But, you know, that always kind of leaves you with the question of, well, like what's next? Like how much better can I get? Like, where can we go from here? You know? So I, I, I'm so thankful to have, you know, the environment that I'm in where, you know, like people are always striving to like, you know, look at what's next and like, look forward and like be present in this, in the success that they've had now, but always be hungry for more, Mm. you know? So that I feel like my environment has really helped shape that part of me as well. Yeah. And I think even the way you grew up, I mean, you grew up in Detroit, Michigan, right? And it's kind of a Mm -hmm. working class mentality of just get to work. (laughs) I mean, do you feel like the environment that you grew up in helped shape your, your mentality? Yeah, it's so funny you say that. I had a coach, um, you know, right after I had um, probably the best meet of my of my career um, back in May last year. Um, we sat down, and you know, I kind of also had that like, okay, what's next? Like, you know, what what should we talk about now? Like, you know, I've kind of like reached my goals that I that I thought I might reach, you know, by the end of my career right now. Like, what 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 can we do next? And you know, he kind of chuckles and he goes yeah, you're definitely from Detroit. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you're not from Detroit. He goes, you're a blue collar worker who just brings their lunch pail to work and they put their head down and they do their work. And like, that's it. That's all they want to do. And so I never really thought about it that way until um, he said that to me. And I, I just, I find that so funny because, you know, I just, that's, you know, the work is obviously the hardest part, but I feel like if you, obviously, if you don't do that, then what are you there for? You know? So why, why are you at practice? If you're not going to work hard, you're not going to put your head down and work hard. So, you know, I just, I just have never really seen it any other way. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've always looked at you that way. So I'm sorry. I didn't express that to you. I mean, <laughs> that, that's just the persona you give off, you know, it's just like, let's go to work, you know? And, uh, and I love it. It's, it's so refreshing and, and people want to be around that, you know, people love uh, to be around you, Annie, you're, you're such a great personality. And um, so I'm really pleased to just be sharing some of this information with you today. It's so powerful. I think for any oh, young you. swimmer to listen to, so tell me, how are you viewing this year? Are you looking at this as I've got to try and make the U.S. Olympic team or are you viewing it as I want to get on the podium at the Olympics? Um, neither, honestly. You know, um, those are great. And, you know, I would love to be able to call this year successful if those things do happen. Um, but, you know, I think my, my ingredient for success last year was just looking at like, you know, not placing any limits on myself, you know, and, and having the mindset of, let's just see how good I can get. Let's see where I can go from here. Let's see how hard I can work and how much that hard work can pay off. Because honestly, coming back to this sport, I could have never dreamed in a million years that I would have gone, you know, the times I would have gone or, you know, being a world champion or, you know, any of the things that I've, that I've accomplished over the last year or so. So, you know, I think that was kind of my ingredient for success was not saying like, okay, I have to get, you know, I have to medal at this meet and I have to do this at this meet and I have to go this time here. You know, I, I think I learned that, you know, last summer in 2018 nationals, maybe a year and a half ago, I kind of placed a limit on myself and said, okay, like, you know, if I made the national team again, like, that'd be kind of cool, you know, like, let's just do that. Let's just make the national team, you know? Mm. And then I got third. 
And sometimes third makes pan packs. And so I had a bunch of people telling me, oh, you're for sure going to go. You know, they always take third place, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I got my hopes up and then I ended up not going. They ended up not taking third in my event. Mm. And so I felt that competitive pain. And looking back on it, I realized that I had kind of placed a limit on myself on what I could do. And so why do that? You know, why, why do that when maybe like your mind and your body is ready for so much more than that? So, mm. so that's kind of how I learned just to not place a limit on myself and just kind of see more of like, okay, I know I've worked the hardest that I can work. I know that I have done everything I can do to be successful. Like, let's see how far I can go. So I, I you know, would, of course, I want to make the Olympics. Of course, I want to medal at the Olympics. You know, that would be, that would be awesome. Like, you know, so many people dream of that. But, you know, I think my, my ingredient to success was not having those, those, you know, stark goals in mind, just of saying, okay, like, that was great. Like, let's see how much further we can go. Mm. So I, I think, I think that's kind of been my secret ingredient to success this last year. It's just, you know, not placing a limit on myself and not putting that pressure on myself of having to meet this benchmark. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So how's the relationship between you and Lily King? Obviously she's got her own personality. She's a very strong woman. She's world record holder. She's Olympic champion. Um, all those things. So how, how's the relationship every day between the two of you? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. It's, you know, obviously, you know, someone that, you know, doesn't know Lily every day, you know, we only see her at her competitive level, but you know, there's so much more to her than that. And I genuinely can see that the two of us, you know, we both respect each other so much and I genuinely want her to do really well because I know the hard work that she's put in because I've done the exact same thing, you know? So I know that, you know, the two of us, we're both uber competitive people and we want to win all the time and we want to, you know, we want to be first, but you know, that's, that's why we all do this sport, you know? Mm. So, but our, our relationship's actually really, really great. Like I, we genuinely feed off of each other in practice and she has her strengths and I have my strengths. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been really, really helpful. Like she's, she pushes me so much and, and hopefully I push her, you know, I have my weaknesses where she can push me a little bit and she has hers where I know I, I, I've pushed her. So it's been really great. And I, I genuinely think we've, we've learned from each other about ourselves just, you know, because we're both competitive people, but we're both, you know, pretty different too in our, in our mindset and how we approach the sport. So um, I know I've learned a lot from her about just, you know, trusting myself more and, and, and being more confident in what I've done. And, and hopefully I've, I've taught her some things too. So, you know, I just, we both have the utmost respect for each other. And while of course we swim the same events, we both want to win. Um, I, I definitely know that I, you know, of course I, I've worked hard and I've done the work, but I definitely know it would have been a lot harder if I didn't have her pushing me every day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now it's, it's not inconceivable to think in the next few months, you guys are swimming in the middle of the pool at the Olympic trials in the final of the 200 breaststroke standing behind the blocks side by side. What are you thinking in that moment? Um, I'm thinking it's kind of just like practice. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really helped to be next to her every day because Lily, Lily's an intimidating competitor. You know, she, 
has the, she has the ability to intimidate people and she's, she's earned that right. She's a world record holder. You know, she's an Olympic champion, world champion. So, you know, she's, she's earned that right. But now to me, it just feels like practice. So it's, you know, it's been really great. It's almost now like a comforting feeling to me because I know how she's going to swim her race. I know where she's going to be and where I'm going to be. So, you know, as, as much as I, you know, as much as you want to think about your own race and think about yourself, you know, it's, it's really nice to have someone next to you who, even though she swims the race completely differently than I do, I know where she's going to be. And I know, you know, I'm not going to, you know, have any kind of worry about that whatsoever because, you know, I see this every day. This is how my practice is every single day. She's in the lane right next to me. So, you know, it's, it's, it's actually really comforting in the long run because, you know, like, especially now, just not only her being my competitor, but her being my friend, like we both genuinely want each other to do well, you know? So I think the ultimate goal would be for both of us to take spots on the team, you know, that, that would be, that would be great, you know? So, so yeah, that's kind of how I've been thinking about it a little bit, but, um, but to be honest, you know, that meet is, that meet is just so high pressure and, you know, you, you never really know what's going to happen. So um, I think all you can do is just, I think all you can do in that moment is just rely on those familiarities. You know what I mean? And just having that for going for me, I feel like I just, I just have an extra, you know, an extra play in my back pocket. So, Mm. you know, I feel like that's, that's actually really helped me in my mental game in the long run. Yeah. So you've obviously got this dream of swimming at the Olympics in the next few months. Um, when did it start for you? When, when was the first time you actually thought about being an Olympian and swimming at the Olympics? Um, you know, I think, I think every swimmer at, you know, the, the level that I've, that I've been at, you know, really from being a division one college athlete and up, you know, it's a realistic thought to say, Hey, it'd be kind of cool to like go to the Olympics. You know what I mean? But I don't think it was really a thought that I really ever thought could be real until maybe even last year, you know? Wow. So, wow. Wow. yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's great. And, you know, it's, it's exciting, but, you know, again, like, like I said, like coming back to the sport has been more than I, more than I could have ever asked for it at this point. So being an Olympian would for sure be a cherry on top and not only being an Olympian, but going to the Olympics and, and having success there, you know, would, would be amazing, but I, I never really thought it was something that, you know, I could achieve until, until pretty recently, you know, because, and, and I don't know if this is because I'm so, you know, like one track minded or, or whatever it might be, but I just kind of always wanted to just put my head down and go to work and just see where that got me, you know? So now it's thankfully got me to that point where I'm in a position where that's a realistic thought and, you know, it's just, it's really exciting, but you know, I've, I've always watched the Olympics on TV. You know, I, I idolized watching Rebecca Sony when I was growing up, you know, when I went to my first trials in 2012 and I swam in the same like semifinals heat as her. I, it was just like that in itself was like a dream come true. You know what I mean? So just having, having things escalate so much more from that when I was just 17 years old is, you know, it's more than I could have ever asked for, you know? Yeah. That's that's awesome. So are your are you, are you family planning on hopefully going to Tokyo? Uh yeah, hopefully. Um a lot of them are coming to, are coming to Omaha. Um mm-hmm. you know, my my mom they've talked about it a little bit, but 
they're kind of like dancing around the subject because I mm-hmm. don't think they really know like how I'm handling it. Yeah. But um, I'm like, it's, guys, like you know, if we'll we'll get there when we get there, you know, like yeah. we'll let's take one step at a time first, you know. But they'll they'll all be at trials, and you know, I I have I have a lot of confidence in myself, obviously, hopefully, so. You know, I, I, you know, I certainly hope they'll be there, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we're just taking it one step at a time. My, my parents, they've kind of like, they've hinted at it a little bit. I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about it when I'm ready to talk about it. And they're like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, like I said, you've got an incredible story. It's uh, so nice of you to share it with us. And, uh, you know, I've always been a huge fan of yours and I, and I continue to be, I think you're an incredible athlete and I really want nothing but uh the ultimate success for you this year okay oh well thank you so much i appreciate it and i know i'm sure we'll um i'll be hearing for you from you and you'll be hearing from me much more in the future yeah for sure we'll do this again after it all um finishes up hopefully we've got some great things to talk about all right i hope so thanks so much brett i appreciate it all right take care annie all right bye brett